Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back to the Backyard Basketball Podcast. Presented by the Ordinary Podcast Network. We are back. We're going to talk some basketball. We had everything but basketball uh, grace the news this week. Um, Everything from Return of the Madness in Detroit to um, puke stopping play uh, in the the Sacramento game last or a couple nights ago. I'm joined with Chris. Chris, how you doing? I promise I won't uh, throw up on this podcast. <laughs> All right. Well, that's a promise. I uh, I'm glad uh, you can make. <laughs> All right. First, I want to give a, I want to give a shout out to Iman Shumper, dude. Oh yeah, why? Yeah, because he just won tonight uh, the finale on Dancing with the Stars. Like, he was what's contesting that show called this season. Yeah, that's the show, Dancing with the Stars. Do you even know whoever watches that show? What do they win? Uh, you got a trophy. <laughs> I think they. Yeah. I think they get some money they can donate to like a charity or something too. The trophy kind of looks like the finals MVP trophy. It's kind of <laughs> about like the same size, right? Uh, but it's like all kind of like I don't know, pearly, glossy whiteness thing. I can't really describe it. Cool. Uh, and they get a car. Do they get a car? Oh, Is that what you're saying? maybe. I, I thought just money towards a charity for them and the dancer oh, yeah. that they're partnered with. But a car makes sense too. It is Disney or or ESPN. Is it sponsored by Kia? Do they get like a Kia ABC. car that they donate? I don't um, know. It's very likely. It's very likely. It's very likely. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? It's, it's probably all for a great cause. He's a great dancer. He's got fast feet. Would would have you thought out of all the players in the NBA, he would be the one that would win this contest? Yeah, I think Nate Robinson was on it one year, and I don't oh, really? think he won. I no. I might I might not be no, I, accurate I think in, he in saying that, but he seems like the guy that familiar. that would be involved. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think he'd be the guy. I, I could see Kyrie doing it because he's available. Um. He, well, do you have to be vaccinated to be on Dancing with the Stars? Highly doubt it. I highly doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding me? You're yeah. gonna be dancing no. Uh no, he 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 probably wouldn't do it. No. But well, yeah, kudos. Good, good on good on Iman and uh yeah, man. Freaking freaking sweet. So check out the dances on YouTube. You can look them up. Iman Shumpert and Daniela was his partner. I apologize, I can't remember her last name off the top of my head. They did a creepy one. They did a creepy one where he's got like scary eyes and they're both in jumpsuits. I highly recommend that one. Wow. That one, that one really freaked me out. <laughs> Loved it. Loved it. That's Anyways, awesome. Basketball. Yeah, man. Yeah. So did you, um, did you, did you catch oh, much of uh, what happened last week? Yeah. I, well, I guess we should maybe talk about kind of the, the marquee. I, I mean, I, I really want to talk about it. Uh, I, I've been thinking about it kind of honestly nonstop since it happened and I saw it. So it's You're talking obviously of the 10 minute stoppage in the Sacramento Kings game because a fan vomited all over the court. No, no, oh. no. I didn't. So what's I, this I, premier? Uh... <laughs> You're obviously talking so, about this brawl that took place in, in Detroit and, and the Laker Detroit game. You know, what the craziest thing too is those two got those two teams. They match up again this Sunday. Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh my <laughs> yeah. God. Okay. Well, you <laughs> play again on Sunday. Give us some context. What, what happened? So, um, 
the it was an altercation and it was uh i can't remember who was up on the free throw line but someone was going taking a free throw shot and you had um you know where you you stand when right. you're waiting for the free throws lebron james kind of competing for um priority for the rebound over isaiah stewart so isaiah stewart lebron james are kind of pushing up against each other so isaiah stewart just to give context i think he's like a youngish guy he's 20 uh, years old on detroit yeah so like you know he's it got to be what second seat second or third year i think uh he was drafted last year to the portland trailblazers he was the 16th overall pick and he ended up with uh detroit in a Trevor Reza trade and some conditional future firsts in exchange for Robert Covington, yada, yada, yada. He ends up with the Pistons in exchange for Christian Wood. And uh, December 1st, 2020, they, the Pistons sign him. That's, that's how he ends up there. He's a young future uh, power forward center. He's pretty feisty though, man. He grew up playing soccer and boxing. What, what school did he go to? Uh, Washington. Wow. Yeah. The Huskies. Yeah. yeah. So what happened? They kind of went at, you know, they were kind of pressed up against each other. It looked like Stewart was kind of underneath the bronze's arm, kind of yeah. under his armpit. Yeah. It was definitely pushing up and it was definitely losing a lot of LeBron's leverage to get kind of, um, again, like I said, priority. So like, what's LeBron do? He's like, I mean, he's looking at the ball, but he's got his hand there. You can see a little bit of a windup. I don't know. You can see in the video, man. But regardless, he goes up, he smacks his hand, follows through. So LeBron's arm pushes off, follows through. And it's yep. kind of somewhere along the forearm, uh, right up to where the hand is on the outside, kind of just smacks him right in the face. Right, right, right. Cuts up his lip, cuts up his eye, like just his eyebrow. Um, on the outside by his eye there and you know first he looked he went down then he got up then he went up to lebron he said something to lebron which and it, the thing that you know fa fascinated me dude is like the other detroit players you see in that moment i can't remember who's around him i know kate cunningham's around him for a lot of it yeah but Corey joseph yeah Corey joseph was there they immediately saw cause to break up like like immediately break up that, yeah yeah that front to front between lebron and stewart like it, it made me feel like stewart said something to lebron like i'm gonna punch you now or something like literally this immediacy that the detroit other players had to be like we have to stop this and then yeah, he broke loose like a freaking running back busting through to the linesman so they, they try to, to pull up they try to pull him back and you're right yeah he trying to tackle lebron He's like, you know what? I ain't having none of this. And he starts, yeah, just go bowling over people. People are hitting the court, and and then they, and then they get get a hold of him again, pull him aside. LeBron's just away. Uh, and then my other favorite part: the moment he like goes to leave the arena, you can see him down the hallway. He just picks up speed, like he's on a mission. And every and the guys are saying that are recording the game. They're saying, oh, he's coming out the other side. He's going to come out the other side. Yeah. Where the Lakers are coming out that hallway. So all the, all the Lakers Jeez. players are looking out that hallway. And Malice oh, in the man. Palace returns. No kidding. No so, kidding. You know what's funny about this? Like, okay. So either the, yeah, like you said, the players knew that that was happening or there was something that was escalating that they needed to get into 
into the way of, or they yeah. just knew this guy. Like maybe this guy's like, he's just a hothead. Like, you know, like he came out, mm. he, and, and to be fair, energy guys are really invaluable, really important. You know, I could see an Amir Johnson doing something like this. I could see a, a guy like Bismack Biombo doing something like this. Guys who have been on Dwayne Casey's team before. Funny thing. Steven Jackson, classic mouse in the right. palace. That's right. Right or that's right. So uh, Scott Foster was the referee in this game. Oh, yeah. Yep. And he, <laughs> he, he, lets, he lets the timekeepers know the, the, the foul, right? James was issued a flagrant two for unnecessary and excessive contact above the shoulder and was ejected, right? Isaiah Stewart also ejected. But what's funny about this is that Scott Foster, when he tells the timekeepers, he goes, uh, he's, he's calling a foul on Isaiah Thomas, he says. And quickly corrects himself, Isaiah Stewart. And the irony in all of this is, is exactly that Isaiah Thomas was the menace in Detroit for so long. Uh, and against, you know, MJ, the greatest of all time, now having LeBron be this, this, other, this other piece of this puzzle here. Like, do you think Isaiah Stewart would have done something like this if it wasn't LeBron? Like, if this happened, you know, to, yeah. to Carmelo, I, would this have still happened? Absolutely. And I think, you know, why it happened with LeBron as well, too, is because that one thing I definitely got from that altercation is, yeah, Isaiah Stewart doesn't take shit from anybody, which I thought was interesting, you know, in the respect to, and this might be me overanalyzing it a little bit, but we do know this to be a truth where, you know, you've got a, a small cluster of stars in the league and you've also got, you know, a giant mass of NBA players that are in the league. And you have some players that are on the league that don't necessarily have the spotlight or whatnot. And also recognize that those individuals that do, so that Isaiah Stewart, for example, looking towards LeBron James, James gets a certain level of kind of preferential treatment, not necessarily saying with calls or what have you, but some yeah. players argue this, right? Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's how, you know, the media talks about the league and talks about the teams and certain players get kind of the spotlight and the focus and, 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 you know, all these guys, and they make more money. And maybe some, some guys think that some of these players on these teams have more sway speaking with the front office in terms of what moves are happening. And it gets kind of contentious, for example, with LeBron James uh, in the past, you know, when how he's moved pieces in Cleveland or, um, how players have thought of him because of, you know, how maybe they felt perceived that he, they were just dispensable, you know? Um, but I like how Isaiah Stewart kind of in that moment, regardless if it was LeBron or Katie or Steph Curry or some of these other players, you don't necessarily think maybe because of their nature, you wouldn't necessarily think of LeBron. And I get to LeBron James in this moment here in another second, but huh? I feel that, you know, Stewart was like, I'm not going to take no shit from any other player, no other player or no other, you know, hi hierarchy of how this league is established. It's going to dictate kind of who I am and, and, and what I'm going to do in this moment is, is kind of how I felt, you know, how he was mm -hmm. defending himself because mm -hmm. like he definitely, that was an egregious foul. I mean, you just look at the result on his face over the course of his time out on the court, getting bloodier and bloodier and, 
And I mean, you look at the, you know, just the highlights, it was a hard hit. Um, so I, I really, I liked, I liked his passion and how, you know, in spite of maybe some players understanding kind of what the hierarchy hierarchy is say in the NBA or some of these other leagues, you know, he's a guy who's kind of going to be to his own drum regardless. And we have lots of players like that in the league, but you know, I, I always respect and admire that. And I saw another player in another moment last night in, in Isaiah Stewart. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I'd never heard of him before. I'm sure Me half either. of the NBA has never heard of this guy before, but I, I'm never going to forget just him the now. pictures alone. Like it looks like he was run over by a car. And to be frank, oh that God. kind of is what happens when LeBron James is on the court and you're in the way, even with just a hand, right? Like, yeah, he's yeah. a giant. Does that much damage? Huge damage. Yeah, is is not even. It doesn't even suffice in terms of what it means. But uh, Isaiah Stewart was bloodied, and it doesn't help that like you know everybody's pushing him and 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 making it worse, but. I don't know. At some point you just got to let up. Like the other side of me here is I would not be surprised if this guy sees some time on the bench for a little while here. Totally. You know, (laughs) it's still not how he behaved, especially after the first time that they tried to pull him away is behavior that the NBA won't tolerate, you know, it's, it's, it's um, good if, if further, you know, like if not, if they did meet face to face, I don't think LeBron would be throwing punches, but I, but I don't think that he would just take, you know, a, any kind of physical abuse from, from this guy. Anyway, I, I did, did you think, um, this is my thought on LeBron. Did you think, uh, what LeBron did in that moment was, was intentional? Maybe no, not knowing like, where he was going to hit Stewart, but I with think like if a guy kind pushes, of the force, I think if a, they're used, to, how many times are the foul line in a game? Like a good handful. They're used to, sure. they're used to, you know, pushing for position to get rebounds. Like you said at the top, uh, these are two really big guys. I think that Isaiah Stewart's body or checking was just a little too high on LeBron, and it looked like he was pushing to swing the arm away or get, you know, just get the the contact off of me if he was going to get a foul for that i'm sure he was fine with that but you know just the timing of where his hand was the way that it slipped off of the arm smacked the guy i don't think he was trying to hurt the guy and and even if lebron's amazing actor which he's not because we've all seen space jam too (laughs) he he, he really meant to he really you know i think he was really surprised at the fact that he smacked this guy in the face i don't think that he was trying to do any harm or cause anything there and it's Detroit. Like, why Why would the Lakers, you know, be trying to start anything with the Detroit Pistons? It's ridiculous. Well, they sure did. Yeah, yeah. It's on did. now. So. And we've got a rematch, he said, this weekend. Kate Cunningham dropped a uh, triple-double, though. It's pretty good. Yeah. Pretty and, good. you know, I, re- I really respect uh, Cade was really involved. He was really involved in trying to calm down Stewart. Yeah. He maybe didn't necessarily have the experience. It's a very fresh new situation for him. So it was a huge learning curve for him. I like, I just liked how he was involved. I'm sure he learned a lot from it. I hope overall I could see Stewart in the moment wasn't buying anything that Cade was saying to him. But, you know, sometimes when you're in the heat of the moment, that's just it. You're in the heat of the moment. Nothing what anyone's going to say to you is going to, you're going to be able to hear it. You know, a good, a good moment there too to see. 
even with, you know, his uh, rawness and inexperience that he walks the walk. He doesn't talk when he talks about being a leader, he's the real deal. And that's awesome for him. That's awesome for Detroit to see that you've got that kind of character on your team. Um, So promising, man. Absolutely. That was was great, but yeah. So we'll see what happens on Sunday. Oh, a quick note too. So LeBron suspended one game. Isaiah Stewart suspended two games. And you think those are fair? That, uh, I mean, that- it's weird. Like LeBron's getting kind of, you know, pulled into the whole slew of it, you know, because because Stewart was so hard, hot on one end. I mean, he played but- the guy up. He did. He, he cut him over. Oh, for <laughs> sure. There's cause and there's cause and yeah. effect. So you know, if Stewart had to be a little bit more than LeBron. So if you're going to give LeBron one and give Stewart two, then yeah, yeah. I yeah. think that's, I think that's fair. Yeah. I think it's fair. It's fine. I, <laughs> and then the last, I'm little, happy that we're the last little caveat of this yeah. is that Russell Westbrook got a tech. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So and he was surprised. like, he's like, what the hell did I do? Well, why did it? Exactly. What did he do? I I'm confused. I don't know. I don't know. Like Maybe he must've said, said something, you know, but... it's, it'd be funny if it was like completely away from the play. Like he's yapping at the fans or something you know, as he's want to do. Uh, anyway, any last thoughts on this? No, no, man, I'm good. The Ordinary Podcasting Network is excited to announce that we have launched a merch store on our website. The store is full of ordinary swag, including t-shirts, hoodies, and hats. You can pick out something awesome and support your favorite podcast today by heading over to OrdinaryPodcasts.com. All right, I need to start this next uh, segment off with a big, big props. We, you had a props for uh, Monchampert. I need to give a big props to DeMar DeRozan. I'm not going to spend too much time here as I like to circle back to the Chicago Bulls, but he is the leading, he is the leading Chicago Bulls point getter. And I think it's like in the first 10 or 15 games. And he's only one above MJ. Here, let me pull up this stat. Okay, DeRozan shot 10 for... 10 of 20 from the field, two of two from beyond the arc, and nine of nine from the free throw against the Knicks uh, on the 21st. And in doing so, it was the most points in the first 16 games with a team in Bulls history. Bulls history. Wow. You know who is the king of Bulls history? Yep. MJ. King of basketball. And he had 424 points in the first 16 games. DeRozan had 425. That's awesome. That's crazy. That's awesome. That's crazy. He won't smash the other Bulls records, but he's smashing the first few here, and uh, and he's got to be feeling good. So, uh, props to Demar because I'm I'm forever Demar Derozan fan, and he's succeeding. He's finding success there. Um, he's taking eighteen point eight uh, field goal attempts so far over eighteen games. He's taking 18.8 field goal attempts per game. And like the last high that I'm seeing of him ever achieving that so far in a season, again, you know, it's a short, it's a short season so far to start, but his 16, 17 year in Toronto, he was 20.9 field goal attempts per game. So his usage rate was like way up in that particular season, but Chicago right now, you're right. Like he is the number one guy and 
in like the last like three or four years, this is the highest usage that we've kind of seen of him, you know, being channeled in. So the Chicago team's real deal, man. You're right about that. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm really curious to see how they do going down the stretch. And then especially if we start to look playoff time, kind of how teams match up against them and, Oh yeah, like so they're they're sitting first in the East right now, right? Tied with Brooklyn. Actually, Brooklyn's win tonight just put Brooklyn up on. Okay, top. so they're second in the East. Yep. Uh, you said they're an eighth of the way through the season. About yeah, about an eighth. Yeah, and maybe like uh, seven and a half fish. So <laughs> is is there a is there a piece that they? I mean, is there? I'm trying to I'm trying to think if there's like a an opening here. For a team that's really struggling, that's looking to move pieces that Chicago could add here and really push them over the top. Because I don't see Brooklyn being able to add anything more. Do they have any room? No. But, I mean, when you got KD, okay. you need anything really? Okay. So let's leave Brooklyn again here. But to, to answer my question, yeah, is there something here that Chicago could really, really look to add? I'm looking at teams right now that maybe would want to jostle. The Pacers are having, a, I think, a horrendous start to their season. They're 8-11 right now, but I also think with the new coach and everything, there's a lot they're trying to suss out, so I don't know if any movement would happen. Conversations we've heard of players moving in general because we you know, you want to bring his name up. I'm not going to say his name on this podcast, dude. I'm not going to do it. But, but him you know, mm-hmm. trading mm-hmm. Uh, with Jeremy Grant, um, so Jeremy right. Graham from Detroit seems to be somebody that's available. <laughs> ben um, Simmons alert! <laughs> mother, son of a gun. Uh, he had to make his way in. He had to make his way in. No, you did it. I stop. didn't say shit. I did stop. not say shit. Do not put his face. I don't know, man. I don't think I don't think I'll Simmons could end up in. Uh, I don't think that this is a good situation uh, so, for, for Chicago. That doesn't work. They're, they've already seen Sacramento. The there we go. Could Chicago maybe make a move with with Sacramento? Like, if you could get Buddy Heal just as another asset to add depth right. to your team, yes, or three point yes. shooting, I would be so so flipping for it. And you know, them just firing their coach Luke Walton is obviously setting a precedent that this year, you know, they're trying to do it early to like plug the the leaks that are happening in the hull of the ship, but. <laughs> I think the hall the of the ship, ship is, the hall of the, the the fandom. Okay, so this is a great segue because I really do want to talk about how ridiculous it was that the Jazz were who were leading the Kings in the fourth quarter was the game was halted for ten minutes because the cleanup crew had to frantically uh, wipe up the vomit, the barf of what is the Sacramento Kings season right now. And the next day, as you predicted, Mr. Luke Walton gets fired. This could not be any worse for the Sacramento Kings. Yeah. You got and you got really disgruntled players. And you got young players <laughs> that feel like there's not, I think, any kind of strong <laughs> guidance or confidence. Dude, you know, I read this, I read this as well. The Kings are so bad, they made a drunk courtside fan puke during a game. 
It's perfect. His head must have been spinning. His head must have been spinning from all the turnovers, man. The turnovers and just oh, just dismal, dismal basketball. Back and forth constantly. Oh my goodness. So um, so Luke Walton's out. They've got Alvin Gentry there now. So he's in term. Yeah. He was the assistant coach. Alvin Gentry's a good coach, seasoned coach. He's Did, good. Didn't work out with the young guys in, in New Orleans. Didn't work out nope. with the young guys in Phoenix. Do you think he'll be able to last? Do you think he'll be able to meet the benchmarks that they've set for the rest of the season's success? I hope so. You know what? I, I, I you know, what? I'm going to, I'm going to say yes. I don't think um, Sacramento has any other coach. I, this is the way I look at it. Either they have a coach in mind right now and they're going to pull the trigger and go after him before the week's done. But or, they already, they already said Alvin Gentry's the guy right now. They already well, then did it's going to be, then yeah. it's going to be Alvin Gentry. Yeah. They're not, they're not going to find anybody else until the season's done. It's going to be Alvin Gentry till the end of the year. And they're just going to say, you know, we have we'll faith see in who's this guy. available at the end of the year. We'll yeah. look at, we'll do both. We're going to look at who's available at the end of the year, but we're going to see how this plays out. Yeah. And if you can get an equitable season, more than anything, just see growth, see experience and growth and cohesion. Mm-hmm. That's the one thing about Sacramento. I do not see, I see very like um, sporadic plays, but a lot of the time I'll see Marvin Bagley Jr. Or I'll see um, uh, our guy that we were just, Buddy Healed. Buddy Healed. Um, yep. Fox, just, Halliburton. Yeah. Uh, well, no, I see Fox and Halbert have a bit more like structure, but I find those two guys, you know, messy turnovers or they're trying to drive in and, and there's just no, there's no cohesiveness or communication. Gotcha. I, I gotcha. see like just kind of some, yeah, I, I can't, th- I can't find the right, right well, verbiage. You know, but. it's like, we talked about this last week. This team has a lot of really, really great, uh, uh, you know, opportunities in the future here. Lots of guys who are really raw, really young, except for Tristan Thompson and Harrison Barnes. But they've got like they've got a whole lineup here of 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 picks that could turn into something fresh with a fresh start. Right? We could see. You know, we've been talking about Marvin Bagley and Buddy Heal being on the move and being on the block, but this could be an opportunity for them to really solidify their mark with this team. And to say, this is the fresh start that we needed. We are this, you know, Bagley, I am a second overall pick. And that's, you know, the Kings chose me. I'm their guy. This is this, I'm turning this ship around and I'm turning it around with some, you know, some energy knowing that it's not with Luke Walton and it's not, you know, it's, I just, I feel, I feel uh, optimistic about this team right now. (laughs) As, 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 but I feel like they've turned the chapter, you know, they puked all over the court night in and night out. And then a fan did it one night and then they fired their coach. And here we are. I'm feeling optimistic. I have a little bit of hope because there, there isn't that added pressure to just keep drilling this thing into the ground. Right now we're hungover. We're in the little hungover stage. The guy puked it all out. We're hungover, drink some water, get back into the gym drop some new ideas and we'll see what happens. I I'm, I I'm, I'm all for it, man. They, and they, they might very well make it to the off season feeling like they're back in a binge drunk again, 
puking. Again. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. This, this could be a season long hangover. <laughs> uh, it's a rude, a rude awakening that they honestly should have done this last summer. I don't know why, but here we are. And uh, in hindsight, it's 2020 and we move forward and maybe there could be some trade pieces. You know, the other thing, cause you got me thinking about this I'm trying and I'm thinking about other teams, right? So, you know, you're telling me when initially we're talking here about Chicago and some of the moves they can make and we're looking at the lay of the land in the East. And I think, you know, there's still a lot of shaking to happen. Like Atlanta's nine and nine. I don't see them staying that way. You know, I picked Atlanta to be like one of the top, you know, teams this season. And so there's a, a lot of, a lot of teams kind of sussing it out, figuring things out, but there's one team I look at in the Western conference and I've got a deep, well of concern for like a genuine like uh holy crap this hall has many holes and this this freaking ship hit the goddamn titanic iceberg man um is cracking in half uh and that's denver nuggets oh because Michael Porter is at season to, to he's at risk of losing the whole season because he's got this weird nerve issue in his back. Well, so this is a, not a new thing, right? Wasn't he out for the first like two or three seasons of his career because he was, he was having a back surgeries. He had major back surgeries, okay. not minor back surgeries, like almost full out reconstruction of the back. I don't know what it is. If it, it a part of me remembers when I was, kind of following this guy a couple years ago and I was reading into this that I think he fell and and it messed his back up. Right. Um I it might have been in a game or something like that. But yeah, he was a number one rated high school prospect. And then everyone looked at all of his medical reports in relation to his back and all the surgeries that he had and the type of surgeries that he had and thinking about what this league is. And there was deep seated concern. There was deep seated concern because they just felt like that this guy has a a very early expiration date, unfortunately. And what the hell, man, (laughs) it's great. It is. It is what the hell. Uh, And it's, and it's an unfortunate thing. I hope that he stays healthy and like, I hope that whatever comes back in terms of x-rays or MRIs that, that they'll determine what, uh, the severity of this uh, resurgence of his back problems are, but I hope that he's okay. And I hope that he maintain, maintains his trajectory, but look at the bright side. I mean, it's not the bright side. <laughs> the silver lining of the Denver nuggets is that they are loaded with power forwards. They've got Aaron Gordon. They've got Jeff green. They've got bull bull who could really turn into an opportunity. You know, if he sees that there's an opportunity here, it's not a night in night out kind of a thing, but there, you know, he could be a plug to Michael green still there. Um, so I'm hoping that there's a stop gap there that, that can, that can lessen the bleeding. I hope that Jamal Murray comes back with a huge vengeance and that what that's, that's gotta be around Christmas. I hope fingers crossed. They were saying, but I don't, yeah, it could be maybe as early as we might not see him till February. Uh, okay so we're on a yeah if you're a denver nuggets fan right now you are on a teeter-totter you're right at the tipping point this this uh this is not looking good but yeah man i don't have the same kind of optimism i I do for the nuggets that i did for 
the Kings. Porter has a history of back issues. The 23-year-old previously underwent a microdiscectomy to repair a bulging disc in November 2017, costing him all but three outings in his lone year at Missouri. He had a second procedure on his spine in July of 2017, erasing that would uh, have otherwise been his rookie season with the Nuggets in 2017-18. Mm. Mm-hmm. So... Man, that's not good. I don't know. He's young. He's too young for back problems. Okay. He's 23, man. He's 23 years old. I, I, uh, yeah, I freaking love him. I love how he plays. Yeah, it's just devastating. I don't know. I I think this Denver team is going to really have a challenging time this, this season. You know, they may, they may just squeak into the playoffs, if not be a play in team. Yeah. That was playing, so on a four-game losing um, streak before all of this happens. Yeah, yeah. So I think he's been out uh, since November six. Was the last time when uh, Michael Porter played. It's going to be cool to see how uh, how these mid teams, middle of the pack teams, are doing. Like the Nuggets are still above five hundred. The Lakers are sitting at five hundred, but then you've got you know the Timberwolves and the. Well, the Thunder, no. So the Timberwolves and Lakers could really make a dent on the Nuggets uh, future here this season. I think the Blazers are going to kick it kick it up a notch. Memphis should be higher, too. I yeah, can you see think Memphis so? maybe even making a seven seed. Oh, for sure. They're all tied right now. I believe in Jaw. Yeah. He's got it. You know what, dude? I love Luca. Luca's, yeah. Luca's my guy. I got my jersey. <laughs> you know, I love, I love my Jason Tatum. And my mm-hmm. Jalen Brown, I, I, you know, double dose of love out of Boston, <laughs> but job Moran is gotta be like this season's crush for me. If I had to pick like my NBA Special, crush man. that I'm just ogling over it's jaw freaking Moran. Man. Wow, man. That I, I think that guy is when everything's said and done, he's going to be one of like, why tell us why is it? Cause he's flashy 30 no, man, man, well, I don't know. He's going to be top 75 for sure. For sure. Top 75. Top 75 all time. John you hear, heard it here first. Heard it here first. You think, think Clay is going to be okay with that? Because maybe Clay's Clay will be still, in there too. Clay no, Clay's going to be like sitting 75th and then John Morant's going to finish his career and then he's going to get bumped back to 76. <laughs> 76 <laughs> is where Clay's going to end. Yeah, because John's going to squeak in. That's funny. But yeah, he's... He's flashy. He's got a high motor. He gives a shit. He's invested. He's got those intangibles that are going to last you your whole career. And he's just getting better in terms of his skill set. Yeah. And he makes really good decisions. Really, nice. really good decisions. He's got a good, good mind. So, yeah, man, I think I think the sky's the roof for Jaw and for Memphis. Memphis is one of those teams where they can get wait, a couple wait. pieces. Did you say the sky's the roof? Sky, the yeah. sky's the roof. I think it's the sky's the limit. The- well, I guess the roof is also the limit. I've never heard the sky's the roof. <laughs> That's what I meant. The sky's the limit. I'm right, gonna right, right. raise the roof. Raise the, raise roof, the roof. Well, but the sky's, sky's the, the limit makes sort of some sense. Like raise the limit, reach the sky. <laughs> the this is a roof. segment that may or may not be on the podcast. Later. I don't <laughs> you know. Guarantee. Um, <laughs> sky is the limit. That's what I mean. It's possible. How about this? The possibilities are endless. I put yeah. a rainbow. 
possibilities yeah, yeah, yeah. are endless. Yeah. Okay. For for John Morant, because they really are. Because yeah. he's he's that he's that special of a player, and I believe in him. And I I ironically too, uh, when the season started, watched quite a bit of Memphis games. I think I watched like the first like three or four of them. I just wish yeah. they were back in Vancouver. I, I just, I just, me too. <sighs> me too. There's no bears. There are no bear. Tell me if there is a bear in Tennessee. People out in Tennessee that listen to this pod. Oh yeah. If if there is, or people that have been to Tennessee, I know I've driven through Tennessee. But come on, it's There's funny. No bears it's funny Tennessee. you say that because that happened again with like you know when the the New Orleans, uh, um, Pelicans. or well, no, it was the oh, Hornets, Hornets, right? So the yeah, New Orleans yeah, Hornets no. went back and then they changed themselves to the Pelicans easily. The or the Hornets went back to Charlotte because it was the Charlotte Bobcats. It was Bobcats. Okay. Whoa, but here's what a the thing. Brutal logo. Okay. So you know why the New Orleans were the Hornets? Because they what? bought them from Charlotte, right? Yep. But before yep. that, they were the New Orleans Jazz. Why oh. are the Utah Jazz still called the Utah Jazz? Wait, wait, wait. Was it the New Orleans Jazz and then they went to Utah? Well, I'm not sure. I'm not entirely sure what no. the trajectory there. No. But, what? But, why, but tell me then. Tell me why the Utah Jazz are called the Utah Jazz. How many Mormons do you know? Listen to, listen to jazz music. Well, I met a couple. Okay, so fair. There's probably a, a, a decent percentage now, probably because of the basketball. But this is not a good name for the Utah. For Utah. This doesn't make what, sense. You, what, what? You want to call them the Utah Mormons? That makes a lot more sense, man. That's no fun. Salt Lake City. I'm not saying anything bad about Mormonism or people wanting to be a Mormon, but I'm just like, that's an everyday thing. There's like, you know, you got teams like the, the Raptors. Right, right. I guess the, the Lakers, what the hell is a Laker? I'll I feel like you. it's just like somebody who's super wealthy that like owns property. I'll tell you. No, I'll tell you. Taxes. I think it's because they used to be in Minneapolis. Yeah, totally. And there was a lot of lakes around lakes, there. But again, yeah. what what the hell is a lake cur? Somebody like, who lives who? on a lake or is a, is on a lake. I'm a, a lake I'm a la- I'm a laker then. I'm a laker. <laughs> it doesn't make sense to me. It just they should pick their own name, you know? Oh my gosh. The Los Angeles Lakers had to change their name now. Yeah. Be something dumb like the stars or something. The Los Angeles wish. <laughs> Billionaires. <laughs> the wish. Yeah. 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 Okay. So but, I just found uh, it though. I mean, it's been, I pulled up. Yeah. The jazz were, were in new Orleans before. That it was, a, wow. it was a team in new Orleans. And then when they moved to, I guess, Utah had a team called the Utah Stars, part of the American Basketball Association back in the 70s. Although Salt, yeah, although Salt Lake City was not known for its jazz culture, the team decided to keep the name as there was not enough time before the start of the 79-80 season to receive league approval for a name change. They also kept the Mardi Gras theme colors. Um, yeah, just like so poorly, poorly managed and planned. The minute they got there, apparently, like their first season, they saw their ticket sales just decline rapidly. Um, All right, every every basketball player, uh, fan, uh, anyone who listens to this podcast, we all got a job to do here, all right? New Orleans Jazz, Charlotte, Charlotte Hornets, we already got that. Yeah, we got that back. Um, and 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 we're gonna 
and Memphis coming back to Vancouver. They so we're get getting back to Vancouver. We're getting the Vancouver Grizzlies. Memphis is going to be called, I don't know, the Memphis Guitar Strings and uh, or the Memphis Elvises. And then lastly, the Utah <laughs> Mountain Lions. Okay. Oh, How's is that, that sound? Utah, Utah? Is that what they're lines. is that what they're known yep. for? Yeah, you met. You remember remember all those videos that you would see of like mountain lions chasing people and then them videotaping it and slowly walking backwards. That all happens to you. Guys, so. <laughs> yeah, I mean they got mountains and stuff. I'm down for the, I like mountain, the Utah lions. mountain lions. That's good. It's yeah. better than and cougars like a, too. Like a really. And and we'll make and get, and we'll make the uh, mascot outfit, and it'll be like a like kind of a cute like you know furry body suit. Yeah. But then the mask will be like really giant mouth, like a really large mountain yeah, yeah. lion mouth, and yeah. it'll be all bloodied, and there'll be kind of like every night you put a fresh hunk of meat just kind of hanging oh off. My one God. Tooth. So what? It's just like it's, Isaiah, it's Isaiah Stewart's uh, face, or. Exactly. Yeah, like and its eyes are LeBron like rage. <laughs> exactly. There you go. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, one yeah. other team he, he couldn't. He couldn't get to LeBron. He couldn't get to LeBron, and he was so mad he like bit into a basketball, and the basketball is kind nice. of you know, it's just the Tasmanian yeah. devil. Well, that's awesome. There you go. Um, I'm also for the Seattle SuperSonics coming back. Yes, and uh, in. In in Jeff Bezos arena. Right, 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 right. His kingdom, his castle, his climate his pledge castle. arena. Giddy giddy. Okay, well, until then, uh <laughs> <laughs> I think uh I think the, I think we'll wrap it there. Sounds great. No, that right. sounds great. I think we've finished on a high note and uh yeah. We'll do it again next week. We're gonna do it again next week. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be exciting things. We had we had throw up and and almost violence. <laughs> what are we gonna have next week? Who knows? Who knows? Some yeah, we're gonna have some fiascos going down next week. So tune in and uh, we'll catch you all next week. Peace.